Just like what today is, it's February 2nd, and it is Groundhog's Day. We do the same thing every morning here. Monday. Every single day. Same shit, different day. Good to be back with you guys this morning. I did miss the huddle yesterday. It was, Where uh, were you? What, what, what did you do? Did, first of all, you did not ask for the huddle off. Okay? <laughs> There's no asking. There's no asking anymore. It's like a we broken just... record. <laughs> I get bothered him actually. I think. Oh. Are you bothered by it, or is there is there is there an underlying concern here? It just feels funny that uh, you know, we, nice. we, I didn't miss the huddle. Yesterday was a great so, day. We so respect each other. There's none of that that goes on. Me too. It was a great day. I was uh, very thankful to Andy Cagnetta for inviting me to the Broward Workshop uh, Board of Directors meeting, which was really really great. Happened to run into Miss Lori Salarillo there, which was really cool. But um, just takeaways from it. Number one, it was a really well put together event. They were on time. And when you're dealing with CEOs of that caliber, they don't mess around. At 9 o'clock, at 8.45, they were mid-committee conversation still. And somebody stepped up to the mic and they were like, we got to wrap this thing up. We got to get out of here because they were ready to be gone at nine o'clock, which was really cool. No playing around it. What's what's so interesting and so fantastic for me. And I saw Lori last night, which we'll get to in a minute. But, um, you know, I said, hey, I saw I heard you saw Mark this morning. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah. She goes, I've been telling you for years to become part of that. And it was something that I've been asked over and over. I made a conscious decision at at this point in my career. I just didn't see it, didn't want to do it. You asked me, I said, that's the one. Andy uh, sponsored you yesterday, and I'm so happy to see you be the youngest person in the room. <laughs> yeah, hands down, the youngest person in the room. But, you know, you, you, I wrote about it, you know, and to me, that, that saying of don't be the smartest person in the room or find the rooms where you're not the smartest person in the room. It was a room full of really smart people, and it was a great panel discussion they had Rocco from Styles there. They had a bunch of people from the real estate industry talking about where Broward, sh- where Broward is, where Broward should be going, and what we have to do in order to get there. But Shay, if you'll pop up the pictures again, like scoreboards matter, right? Like they popped up this scoreboard that talked about unemployment rate, that talked about graduation rate, that talked about you know all of these these factors to the county. <laughs> that they have a committee for every single one of these sectors and they're paying attention to what's happening with legislation and trying to do everything they can to put Broward in the best position to be successful. So for me, the networking piece is obviously phenomenal. You want to surround yourself with the right people. So surrounding myself with people like Alan Levan and Rita Case and Andy Cagnetta, no brainer. But then the other side of that is the community impact where they're working to do real shit, make real impact. So it was cool. I'm really thrilled um, you're excused from your absence yesterday. So (laughs) 
in your actual was, was your note signed by your parents? Or in, in did, your you, did you get the chairman to sign the note that you were there? <laughs> you guys, I need to prove that I was here. Glad those pictures happened. Um, in your absence, this young man uh, pulled Lou Gehrig. <laughs> I mean, not a I'm, chance to step into it. And I got to tell you, um, if that wasn't your coming out party, uh, uh, like, I'm not sure. I, I want to, for the people who reached out to me or reposted or commented, I want to say thank you. Um, I truly am just being my authentic self, which so it doesn't feel weird to be in front of you guys. It's weird to share my experiences. So thank you for listening. Thank you for having me back. Thank you to Dad and Mark for pushing me to uh, use the voice. So it's uh, it's fun. Well, I will say this. Oh, the brother. conversation stemmed from you getting better, you going somewhere, listening to somebody else. And although you may not have agreed with everything that they said or all of the topics that were discussed, you found your nuggets and then were able to apply them and communicate them in a really, really strong way. So, you know, we t tell people all the time, you, in order to ingrain it, in order to really know it, you can't just hear it. You got to then turn around and find a way to make it your own and then teach it to somebody else. And you did all those things. So I, I, I was happy to watch it on the replay. It was a fantastic episode. You did a great job. And, and we're uh, continue you know, that. we'll continue it today because he didn't get to drop some of the other right. nuggets from that conversation. But, you know, when you started talking about overestimate intensity and underestimate consistency, I put it right in my presentation for next week. Right. <laughs> Hello. Well, welcome speaking of rooms to be in, um, well, J.A. is taking it to the streets. So uh, Junior Achievement, Lori and team, we just had a casual get together last night. I'm at a, a, my friend Howard, coolest uh, <laughs> office, Kelly Cronenberg. Um, so we had great people. We had great conversation. It was small. It was intimate. It was quick. Um, it was fantastic. Uh, Lori, you know, I, I basically sort of brought everybody together, sort of said why we were there. Lori said a few words, but I will tell you, um, we, you know, we're spreading the gospel. And, and I think the entrepreneurs that were there last night were amazed because they said, listen, this is not an ask. We're not asking for money. We're saying, listen, would you be willing to share your story with kids that you can really impact? And like Howard, who is so great, uh, Howard Wander, he's like, I, I don't really know what, you know, to say. And I go, <laughs> no, man, just get up there and tell your story. It's not a pre-prepared thing. And he goes, why would people care? And I go, listen, I know you. And this is crazy. I know him 40 years. I know him back when I was in the clothing business. So right. uh, to see where he's come, you know, that's interesting to people. So great job um, for everybody. Uh, great. I have a, I have an irrational thought, and it stems from you telling me that you and RJ wore the same jacket last night. That <laughs> well, I think I when, was, I when, was, so uh, there should be something when you sign up for an event that there's like a color scheme <laughs> and you like click it. Everybody so signs you, up for a color. <laughs> everyone's got to own the color just to balance the room because, you know, you end up everybody's wearing blue. Everybody's so, wearing blue. Somebody didn't get the memo. Right. Well, exactly. So getting West is like an ordeal. I forgot what it was like going West. Um, so I got there a little late, which for me, I'm like incensed. Um, I walk in as I pull in the parking lot. RJ's getting out of his car. And wouldn't you know, he's wearing not a gold farb, 
but the same color tone jacket as me, which was, as you can see, was like a bright blue. And it was like, dude, really? We're going to walk in together? Like, right. <laughs> was, it was bad enough we were in the same one. But listen, it was great. It's so good. It's so important to hang out with other people, <laughs> inspire you and lift you up. And Jason Weiss was there, um, you know, who is our corporate attorney who does an amazing job. So there was just great people. Shout out to Matt. <laughs> because you recognize when someone is a real connector, there's a lot of people who can bullshit their way through it. No, oh, yeah, yeah, I know these people. And then they never take the action. Matt did it the first time we met on the first call. He introduced me to a couple of people and he had some home run hitters there last night. So shout awesome. out to one, one more thing. And I will talk about, and Mark, you have one more thing. So two more things. Uh, but Jonathan Aaron's posted today about eating tacos at Chipotle and right. maybe you shouldn't post everything on, on <laughs> I now think very differently of you. In the I most, most playful I, 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 I comment on it, always a bull guy. Bull. Always a bull There's guy. There's always like the ratio of like the so last, to the price. Last thing before we get to, to wake up music, I'm going to apply some peer, peer pressure here. I see that Jesse Dykes is here this morning and commenting. That was a bad so idea. I reached out to Jesse yesterday about possibly being a guest on the huddle next Thursday. We've had Eddie. We've never really introduced Jesse to the audience. Uh, It would be really cool to have a young entrepreneur inside of a family business on the show. So Jesse, the clock is ticking. You have until the end of the day to accept the invite. And now you've been pressured by the entire huddle to accept. Well, what would be really great about that episode is that you guys could talk about me and Eddie because- Right, yeah, we talked shit about you guys for 30 minutes. So <laughs> it's basically um, what our coaching last thing, was. just a shout out to Scotty Garber, who's in town. Uh, there's nothing like blood. So it was great to see him. We hung out on the patio, bullshitted, uh, did family stuff, reconnecting, all that kind of stuff. So the power of family drives me um, and extended. So let's wake this thing up. We got a cool show with some content, some great stuff. Um, Shay, wake us up. pleasure this morning of getting a text around six o'clock from Les Gusky. And he said, look, I'm going away on vacation, but I got something on my mind. Could you make time for me? This is what we do. This is why you have community. So prior to all the bells ringing this morning, you know, 630 in the morning, uh, Les and I had an unbelievable conversation. We talked about a lot of stuff and he just, he knew in his belly what the answer was, but he just wanted somebody who could listen and bounce it back at him. And so I thank you for that conversation. That's awesome. Unbelievable. He was talking about his kids. Uh, I actually get to live it out loud with you guys. Um, boom, 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 boom. Just, you know, crazy right. how good it is. That's the power of the community. It's the power of the get on the community. It's the power of it. He knows me from when I built 
you know, ABC. So he's right. seen it iterate a bunch of times. And so shout out to you, Mr. Uh, LG. Now here, here's what I did never realize. I knew his wife's name, but it never put it together that his wife's name is Les Gusky too. She's Les Gusky. <laughs> Fuck you, separate the mail. <laughs> yeah, things get confusing. Um, it is Groundhog's Day. And when you think Groundhog's Day, two things come to my mind. I want to know what comes to your mind. But two things come to my mind. Number one is, that is the story of my life. Every day is the same day. I do the five or six disciplines. It's consistency. Jake talked about it yesterday. And we'll pick that up again. The reality is, it is Groundhog's Day. But the second thing that comes to mind is the unbelievable Bill Murray. What's going, boys? You're playing yesterday's tape. So, <laughs> playing yesterday's tape, man. That is, uh, what's your takeaway from the movie? Ned, Ned Ryerson? <laughs> Ned? Ned Ryerson? Like, to me, that that, that line in that movie, uh, just the best. But I don't I have think... a quick story about Groundhog yeah, Day real quick. Uh, Kai gets on the phone with me this morning, and he says, Dad, it's the uh, beaver pointing day. And I was like... Do you mean Groundhog's Day? And he was like, yeah, that. that. <laughs> and I was like, do you know what Groundhog's Day means? Like, do you know why we have it? And so as I'm explaining to him that we're counting on the groundhog to tell us whether or not we were going to have a longer winter or a shorter winter, I said, why are we still doing this? <laughs> like, uh, like that's the thing. This has no effect on what the uh, weather right. is. I, I was going to say, like, I don't think my generation really holds on to Groundhog's Day, even takes importance in it, the symbolicness. I don't think anybody even really realizes. So it's more right. of, like, you know, a zillennial right. thing, you know, which I'm going to start using. Um, zillennial. Wow. That's a that, was a, that, was a, that was a Joy Linsky edition, uh, the zillennial. Because so I am, I am a young Gen Z who relates oh. with millennials. Got it. So, yeah, or you know, I'm an old Gen Z, not a young Gen Z. I guess right. is the right I way to put it. it. I, I like it a lot. So, uh, Jake, I want to focus back on you. Um, yes, great job yesterday. But your takeaways, you know, the ability to pull nuggets out when you hear them, I think, is a skill set. So well, you, I think it's fascinating. Like the John C. Maxwell in The Biggest Takeaway didn't even happen in his segment. Like his dedicated speech, that didn't come in that. That came while he was having a conversation with someone else. So wow. I'm touching on your ability to pull out what's important. And I think as a speaker, as a coach, like if you consistently try to push the nuggets, they don't come out as generic, right? Like I think the more you talk and the more you talk through it, and you apply it out loud is where people start going, oh, there it is, or there's where the nugget. 
And I think the nugget's different for everybody. So I, somebody was probably in there who got a different takeaway. And I think that's kind of the, the cool format that they did was there was a discussion after and they made every table stand up, give their takeaway, talk about how they were going to apply it to their life. So you kind of start to see the different thing that people take away, but I don't know. Do you have any idea of really what direction you want to go in? Cause I know there's a lot of content. Yeah, um, so, I, know so I want you to give the top three um, nuggets, you know, that we did not go over. You did a great okay. job with Maxwell. There were three right. or four other speakers, but the ability to pull a nugget out to me, write it down and make it part of your thought process. Yeah. Uh, makes people talking, play. talking about zillennials. I think it's a natural kind of transition into uh, Dr. Elmore, who I'm going to apologize. I'll probably butcher his background, but if I'm correct, he works with high schoolers, college and organizations to kind of bridge the gap between generations and understanding the generation, understanding how to work with them in a business landscape, understanding what's important to them how the you know generations are changing and it was a really cool graph they had the dates they had like what was important to them and how they react to authority um and so the really the main talk and mark i'd love to get your idea on this was how to lead in today's world and it was really four main buckets was trust had to be established first right and that was through relationship that had nothing my generation doesn't give a shit about titles anymore it's why i think they call us the entitled generation or whatever is we don't care really how much you've not that we don't care that's not the right way to put it but i think it's right. a broken model anyway I don't, I don't even blame it on your generation i just think that the the uh, the concept of i'm supposed to listen to you because you are either older than me or have a title doesn't make sense to me i've been around a lot of people who are older than me and had much higher titles than me that were idiots that were absolute morons that as soon as they opened their mouth they lost all respect and trust from me. So that concept doesn't work. And so regardless of how old or how, title or whatever, if you're relying on that or if, as in your mind, as you take over a new team, you step into a new role, you elevate inside of an organization, if that's your thought process, that people are going to listen to you or they have to listen to you because of the space that you're in, you've already lost everybody on that team. <laughs> And, no I, chance. Right. and I think people try to systemize the development of trust and they try to simplify it where they're like, I'm just going to build it up front and that's going to last the entire way. And it's the consistent. Re and that was it's so funny because I am such a sponge but around you two. And then when I'm in these events, I hear them say something and I'm like, but this, you know, <laughs> right. and, and so like the first step is like we have to build trust. Right. And then that allows you to be honest. And I was like. Yeah, but if you don't ever do that and three years down the road, you're still just being honest with me and haven't asked about what's going on in my life or given actual shit about the things I care about, I'm no longer going to care about the honesty you're telling me. I'm like, you're just a dick. You're talking about the thing you want me to do. You're not a, at all concerned. And so it's interesting because I do I, I, I walk the spectrum of like system and human right system and human not robotic but to me system implies a bit robotic system implies no, it's I've got a process no, that I follow it's a guideline that's right of, and you know, so I, I've I've in my leadership teachings I always start with trust and how do you build trust and I've laid out questions for people to ask when moving, when getting a new team member or when taking over a new team 
entering into a new engagement. But part of that converse, and, and I use the same thing that I do in a new business development meeting or whatever, which is just give me your story, right? Like, and be, and I, I, I had this conversation with Scott last night. I think the best thing that can happen in a conversation with somebody is they say to you, that's a good question. Because if you, if they, if you get somebody to say to you, that's a good question, you know, you just peel the layer back. Yeah, you just got them off of their talk track. You just got them to go, oh, I got to go a bit deeper here and really explain something to you or talk about something with you, which makes them understand that you're actually genuinely interested in who they are and what they're talking about. And it gives you that, you know, shared experience or that connection that builds the relationship. Um, you know, I, my takeaway is, you're just not going to get along with everybody and that's okay. You got to give it your best shot to do what you <coughs> do to offer and be there. Some people are closed minded. Some people are shut off. Some people have predetermined biases. You're not going to get to everybody. Your job is not to save people. It's, you know, that's not the role. The role is to be there and have them tell you, how can I make you better? Offer hey, the hey, opportunity for them. This is what I need from you. I went through this, you know, a couple of times this past week when we got into this leadership conversation. It's my role as a leader is to remove the obstacles for you. Right. We're holding you back from getting great. And if you trust me to tell me, so it's not bitching, and that's where the paradigm is, is if you come back and you go, oh, quit complaining. Well, then you, you shot the trust. If you right. get someone to open up, you got to be there present to listen to them and say, you know what, I will do something about that. You know, I will help you overcome that. And I just don't think people are in for the work to do that. They like to hear themselves talk, but it's well, I think, well, but that's, it's the changing of generations. Like the older generation, the people who are in leadership, when they got a job, they just listened to the guy. Like that was the societal norm, I think, or the girl, whatever it would, would have been the, the leader, you know, and did what they were taught. But the next one was that you have to really, emphasize the why behind the what we're not just going to do tasks anymore and he really he tied it to school we're definitely going to go overtime because i want to get through all four so Jay, I don't give know. Some overtime. Jay, give it to you. and we'll go to overtime and it was really interesting the way he put it he goes when you're in school you learn just in case right like i learned calculus just in case i was ever going to use it and the majority of the things that we learned in school had nothing to do about what I was passionate about, what I was actually going to go learn or wanted to do with my life. And so it's created this mistrust from the leaders and the older people that they're, they're just telling us to do shit, to do shit. Like that right. is, that's why we think. And so well, tying that well, why, yeah, right? you don't explain the why and people wow. don't know why you're asking them to do something. So that to me is as a leader, you got to be a good storyteller. Like I was, I, that is how I moved my first, special teams group at Cincinnati 26 in front of the team thinking to myself why the fuck are these guys going to listen to what I have to say and I told stories about what I was going to ask them to do and what it had done for people the success that had come from it I was able to show them examples of it and I was able to show them here's what I'm going to ask you to do and here's why I'm asking you to do it because when we've done it before this has been the outcome so if we can all agree that this is where we want to get to, then I can show us the roadmap on how to get there. 
that then offered everybody the opportunity to go, yeah, I want to get there or no, I don't. And, and it's, it wasn't my job to convince everybody that they had to go there. It was my job to figure out which of the guys wanted to go to that place with me and then figure out a way to get them in the right positions to get us there. And I think leaders don't want to do that. Leaders just want well, to show yeah. up and check the box and be done. As expensive as that's just the way we do it around here. I think those words are really expensive. It's do it because I told you to do it. What right. the hell is that? You know, like do it because I said so. No, no, right. no, no. It's just not how it works. And so, you know, all of the people who I'm working with currently who are stepping into leadership or who have been at leadership in leadership and are looking to do it better really have to understand these key points, Jake. You're talking trust. You're talking purpose. Like, and like you know, purpose. So the next one is ownership. You have to give ownership to people and allow give them ownership. Give, yeah. give, allow them to be a part of it. Allow them to create. They called us the creation generation, which I don't know why that is exactly, but they called it and they need to allow that feeling, allow them to be involved, their opinions to be valued. And not that you're going to use it, but know that they're a part of the process and add true value. Um, but that, I mean, you don't allow me to do anything. So <laughs> no, but so I, I, I think, you know, in that, in that ownership conversation comes accountability. Right. And I think especially leaders that have not been in a, you know, position of accountability or holding people accountable before struggle with that. It's a difficult conversation when you have to point out to somebody that they are not meeting your expectation, but you have to figure out a way to shift that account accountability back. And that was my thing with young people was as I dealt with your generation and was coaching your generation, I was never holding them accountable to the thing I wanted them to do. I was holding them accountable to the thing they had agreed to do. So if I didn't have that agreement up front or didn't have their understanding up front, then I was the one that was wrong. I screwed up. I didn't teach you. I didn't coach you. And therefore you can't execute or I never got you to agree to it. I'm trying to get you to do something that you don't want to do. Either way, I'm at fault for that. But if you agreed and if you told me you understood, now I'm just asking you, well, you agreed. Why are you not? What? what where's the obstacles in your way? I'm not holding you accountable in a disciplinary, authoritative way. I'm helping you hold yourself accountable because it's something you agreed to do, which is a way different conversation. I, I, I would love to put Lori's last comment up about the leaders and the generations because they coined a term that I really liked. And it was that modern elders, which are people who know timeless stuff and have timeless stuff to share, need young geniuses. And they, they go hand in hand and both need the other. And in this ever-changing world, the old school fundamentals still work. But there are so many things that my generation and your generation, Mark, are pushing forward, you know, and things are changing. And it's okay to build those relationships. And I go back to a post that Adam Grant kind of put out the other day. And he goes, great mentors are learners as well as teachers. Data supports when mentors value insights from below. They're more engaged and effective, and their mentees are more successful. Mentoring is not a transfer of wisdom from one to another. It's a relationship where two people grow together. Woo! That's a mic drop. Great way that to end the show. Mic drop, man. Way to go, Jake. 
on fire. Come back Thank you time. to Joy Linsky for having Jake at that event where we were able to gain some more knowledge that we were able to apply and share with you guys in the huddle. And I also won both raffles. So, <laughs> I get them. so I'm the winning. When you have me at the table, we win. Um, tomorrow, uh, back by popular demand, we're going to get into the wall and hall, baby. I love it. Let's We're going to talk some crazy LinkedIn stuff, some crazy emails. It'll be a fun Friday. Join us right here, Groundhog's Day, every day. Love Make it. it a great one. Let's get down to business. I'm up, please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business.